Hello and welcome to episode 29 of our podcast, Smart Consulting Sourcing, the podcast about consulting procurement. My name is Elaine and I'll be your host today. Each week, I'll give you the keys to better use, manage and source consulting services. This week, I'll discuss how to prepare the transition for when the consultant departs. Last week, I explained how to make my internal clients to trust me for consulting sourcing. And we saw that the reason why internal clients are avoiding to work with procurement for consulting services is that they don't always see the value procurement can bring to the table. And the only way to change the status quo is to start exploring the supply market to become proactive in proposing alternatives and develop relationships with both clients and providers to start building the trust. But since Rome was not built in one day, you need to start taking baby steps. Find an ally that will recognize the value you bring and build on that success to expand your influence to the rest of the organization. But today, I wanted to touch upon an important part of project management for consulting projects. At one point in time, the consultant will leave your organization. So how do you prepare to take over the projects? You have to plan the transition from the RFP. Remember, the RFP is about procuring solution. It's not making a purchase only. And if you have that in mind, you can start thinking long-term and including the ways to determine whether project goals were met and additional support is needed once the consultant leaves. So you need to keep in touch with the consultants to make sure that the systems and the ideas they recommended work to resolve the original issue. So yes, we're talking about data collection or evidence that these new knowledge and these new systems, they work, they fail, are the result in zero changed that are meaningful. And so you need to build in the collecting of data points during the project for six to 12 months afterwards, potentially. And these data points needs to measure the extent to which the solution you were aiming for does exist. And afterwards, you or the consultant can analyze this data as a way to determine the success of a project or its failure or its status quo, as well as the next steps to take. So you need to include a compliance check within the RFP. You know, once the original project ends, the consultant should schedule a return visit to determine to what extent your team absorbed the new lessons and, and how well the new systems are being incorporated as it was intended in the, in the project itself. And actually, the last deliverable could be the proposed way forward. Uh, and at some point, you will have to figure out what recommendation you want to keep. Because it's not just because you pay a consultant to address the gap and offer a solution that you have to jump blindly into the solution they offer. You know, your company said your executive, they have the knowledge that can help them sift through the consultant's suggestion and just cherry pick those most likely to solve the issue at hand. But once that sifting has occurred, you need to meet with the consultant for feedback on what your team has chosen and how it will unfold. Because after all, those consultants, they have the experience with what results can occur. You know, if you 
keep recommendation A, but you toss recommendation B. In other words, you need to clarify the what, the how, and the who before the consultant exits. You know, knowing the next steps is key. It's, it's evidently very important, but not knowing how to do it, it's a roadblock for it to success. So before the consultant departs, you need to take the time to make sure that everyone knows what to do next, how to do it, and what are the appropriate resources that can be allocated. And that's then the combination of the what to do and the how to do it that will make you have a positive return on investment on your project. Because it's not enough that your employees know what just what they to do. And the rubber will meet the road if they can't implement what they know they need to do. So you have to plan ahead to build in ways to manage implementation and potential failures at the very beginning of your project. And that means being clear on who will be accountable for implementing the plan, how will the activity be steered, who will be responsible for correcting the implementation issues, how often and by what method will that person be accessible, And don't forget to plan to return learned knowledge and skills because whether it's staff turnover or vacation time, those new skills can be lost in in life's shuffle. And you need a plan to keep the new information in the forefront of your employee's work. So to make sure that transferring knowledge is explicitly part of the the mandate. Um, Will there be some annual refresher course on online manuals? or maybe access to the consultant via, via email or web forum, all of the above, and will there be a mentoring relationship, etc., etc. Just be sure to structure the arrangement with timeline and clear data points to end the mentorship or the action. So finally, assuming that you find the consulting team helpful, because you have measured the performance, of course, you have to build in check-ins at the frequency that matches your business tempo to take a fresh look at what you've done and perhaps what needs to be tweaked now to continue to optimize the original investment. And these checkings will also prevent business as usual from taking over. And procurement the consultant, again, procuring the consultant and working through the project on the goals. You know, the, the goals are to... Find sustainable solutions that boost your competitive edge. And meeting those goals requires you to lead the company through a follow-up phase once the consultant leaves to ensure the highest return on investment. So you see, it's not that complicated. You just need to be organized and squeeze the elements into your sourcing process. And trust me on the fact that you will get a boost in impact generated and as a result in the satisfaction of your internal clients. Way to build the trust with them and to be invited in major decision around consulting, right? Well, that's it for today. Next time, I'll explain how to draft the right consulting agreement. In the meantime, if you have any questions or want to learn more about what we do at Consulting Quest, just send me an email at elaine.lafitte with two F and two T's at consultingquest.com. You can also have a look at our website, smartconsultingsourcing.com to know more about our book and download free templates and guides to improve your consulting sourcing. Bye and see you next week. Au revoir.